Welcome back to the Charles Osbeck experience. Owen's gone. Owen's gone. He's he's been kicked out. No longer uh, wel- welcome in the in this gym anymore. No, he's he's coming back. He's gone for a hair transplant. Oh, is he? Is that where he went? Turkey. Turkey. He went Turkey, isn't he? Yeah. All right. He's back soon. So yeah. You've got me for the week. No, he went. He went to Miami for a hair transplant, um, and he'll be back on the eighth. So yeah, shout out to Flanagan. What's going on, man? How have you been? Not Good bad, to see man. you. I haven't seen you in a while since I, I haven't seen you since our last podcast. So let's catch up. What's been happening? Uh, how's your training? What, what's going on at the moment? Training's good. Training's good. Um, what have I been up to? Get that mic right in your face, bro. I went snowboarding, so I took a week off. Yeah. And I've come back, and I'm back in training, getting ready for ADCC. Nice. In February. And you, you, you happy to talk about what weight class you compete in? It's a little secret, but yes. Uh, I'm probably going to go back down to 77 because ATA is going to be filled with guys that are cutting weight yep. and probably IVing on top of the excessive Anavar they're probably taking. Mate, just a tip. You got, you've got to talk into the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So you're going to do 77 trials. Yeah, I think I'm going to do 77. I think 88 is going to be too big. So I'm going right. to try and cut down to 77. Okay. And day before weigh-in, that kind of changed everything. When's the trials coming up? It's February. February 16th. Okay, that's coming up soon. That's yeah. a mere month away. Yeah, Stefan's going to do ATA. Owen's already going to Vegas. Yeah. Little prick. So, yeah. And then also little Owen as well. Young he, Wesley. Uh, yeah. He's already got his ticket he's got there. 66. So, yeah, let's see. 77. But I think it's it's an awkward one because 77 is probably the most stacked one. Yes. By far. Yeah, yeah. So, you got, if you think about who didn't make it, it's like Taza, Shasinski, Langacker. Yeah. Right. Those are arguably the three, and then just in Europe alone. Yeah. And then you'll get all the guys like Chris Wojcik, who was like eighty kilos on the day for eighty-eight, so he'll cut back down. Right. So it'll be it'll be stacked. There'll be some savages then. Looking it'll forward to them. Yeah. It'll be fun as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's see. What are you working on in training? Um, how's, your, how's your judo going? Stand-up's going to actually. You, to be mate, fair, you've pretty got well. you've got to get that microphone, and you've got to keep, let you just keep like this the whole time. You need to buy some better microphones. This is the top. This is the top level. This is as good as I get. We need to design a new microphone. Um, training's going well. Uh, doing stand up as usual. However, I'm focusing less on it and more on kind of the ground stuff. You're a judo fella, so give give a bit of, ba- bit of background for the the new, not even the new listeners. People have no idea who you are and why you have 10k followers on Instagram. Uh, what? <laughs> what have you done to deserve that? You've got 20. That? You've somehow got to 20. Yeah. Sharpish. Sharpish. Um, <laughs> No, so basically I grew up in judo and as Charles says, I got to 10K basically by highlight reeling a bunch of people on grappling people. industries. Yeah, just, just grappling industries, nothing else. Yeah. Um, and the training room. Um, but yeah, I basically like, I think I've exhausted that. So I think I'm going to go back down to just doing some more leg locks, doing some more passing, which is what I've been focusing on now because I've kind of accepted the fact that everyone's going to pretty much pull guard. Yep. So I think that's a bit more realistic. Fair play. Let's get some questions. Let's get the questions out Alrighty. that you received. Do you have any funny ones? Uh, I mean, I always get a bunch of them, but I can kick it off if you want. All right, let's go uh, best lifts to develop a destructive double leg. Um, double leg is a skill and t- involves a lot of timing. And, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to get a good double leg, it's more to do with the timing of the move. How do you do your double leg, Charles? I don't really do double legs. I need more practice on my wrestling. What takedowns do you do, Charles? I don't do a lot, yeah. I don't know. I'll try, I've got you with some double legs. Don't lie. And you know I have, just by ramming and just going forward as fast as possible. Would you say ramming is your specialty? Yeah. So if you, jokes aside, to, to develop forward momentum, you need to practice things where you're jumping in a forward momentum. So like, again, plyometrics, very good. Mo- moving in a locomotively in a forward direction. Sled pushes, also very good. Hip thrusts could be a good idea. Basically, what you want to develop is good balance and coordination of single legs, and then obviously work on the skill acquisition component of a takedown, not just the skill of doing the double leg takedown, the timing of it, how you're setting it up, what are you doing to get there. That's what I would say. That is a great answer, Charles. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Hand fighting tips to get an underhook or waist grip. This is all you. This is, this is your, your Brett and Bala. How would you do this, Charles? Brett and Bala. How would you get an underhook? Um, I get an underhook on you and I just let it go because I don't want to get thrown. That's okay. what I'll do. So the issue is mate, how do you get the underhook? You see those bars, mate? You've got to keep that. My bars are high. You've got to keep that in. So uh, in terms of getting an underhook, I'm usually going to look to clasp the thumb and then pummel my elbow over and then I can backstroke my elbow, which will give me that pocket to pummel the underhook into. 
So I'm usually looking to take a downward facing grip on the thumb, elbow over, elbow comes nice and high, and then I take my hook. I wouldn't chase a waist grip because, I mean, the closer you get to someone's waist, the stronger they'll defend it. You know, obviously the less they want you to have it. So it's gonna be a lot harder to get to it just, you know, cold. I would go from an underhook to a waist grip. You're gonna find it a lot easier to drop from high to low to catch that waist. Also, I don't tend to reach for stuff because the more I reach, the more my weight is on my toes, which means I'm more loaded for uh, front throws from whoever I'm going up against. That's how you're gonna get sent. So I wouldn't chase grips um, by leaning into them. I would set it up. So I'd go underhook to waist grip. Have we done a video on this? Uh, grip fighting? No, to setting, getting to an underhook. I think I feel like we've done a technique tip on this. We'll no, start it's with the getting to get getting. It's to in my instructional, but it's not on the technique tip. Right, we'll do one. What's it? What's the the detail? This is a perfect plug for your instructional. What do you cover in your instructional? So the instructional has kind of four main parts. You'll have uh, Anuchi, Harai. First of all, what what is it about? It's about judo. It's, it's about, about no gi judo. judo. Foot sweeps. No, so it includes foot sweeps. One of the sections right. is foot sweeps. So we start off, we cover grip fighting, getting into dominant grips, uh, and then getting into dominant positions. Right. Then it's off balancing, which is, I think, the key bit that everyone misses out. And then off that, once you've off balanced said individual, then it's about throwing them, whether it's a foot sweep, whether it's a hip throw or, you know, an uchi, a harai, all that kind of links into the family of hip throws. What are some key details to get good foot sweeps on people? Because I'm fucking clueless, man. Like, I just don't. I don't understand because I've never practiced it either. But what for someone no. literally like you've never practiced foot sweeps? Obviously not. No. Obviously not. But like, what's the start? Like, what if if someone's looking to go? Okay, I want to get decent at foot sweeps. Where do I start? What's the, what's some key details I'm looking okay, for? Okay, so number one, you don't want to telegraph it. So As Charles in like, over give, here giving a Muay Thai. Kick. Yeah, Charles over here has fought in the Limpini Stadium. Yeah. All right. So what you don't want to do is basically let the guy know from about ten minutes before that you're going to foot sweep him. So you want them to start tracking their feet and have your foot nice and close, no big swings. The other thing is you need to know what you're looking for. So I'm usually looking for the feet coming together. And you know, for all you avid Charles O and experienced listeners, you're gonna be like, well, no idiot puts their feet together. But the reality is they do often if they're fleeing an attack that hasn't worked or if they're just moving sideways, you'll often get that little period where one foot comes close to the other and then the other one takes a step uh, away. So that's when you're kind of looking to take the feet together and foot sweep them. Um, as as they're going as they're coming together, as that weight transfer happens. Go on. All right. The closer I can make you, the closer I can catch you to looking like a tree, the better. Go on. All right. If you're a tree, I can sweep you. Mm. If you're a house, you can't because you're gonna limp leg. Yes, they'll be like. Yeah, you and can just step, like, or you can uh, go heel to butt and avoid it. Okay, and the hands, you're trying to off balance them, trying to push them in certain directions? Yeah, mm. usually I'll take a collar tie, I'll keep my elbow nice and sharp, and then I'll look to guide you one way, mm. and then catch you on your timing. Um, other options I find is, uh, if I've got, for example, behind someone, as they're turning to face, so you can have that off a back body lock, rear body lock. Um, oh, I've seen Asian you do turns. this, yeah, like if, you, if you're behind someone, wait for them to like move. And yeah. Then, because look, no one wants you to be behind them unless it's Saturday night. So what they're going to do Sham. is as soon as you get behind them, they're going to look to turn. So mm. you've got to be kind of ready to catch them on the turn. But uh, you also don't want to make it too obvious that you're waiting for them to turn. There's got to be enough of a threat where they're like, listen, shit, if I stay here, I'm going to get sent on my head. Yeah. So I've got to turn. And that's when you want to do it. So you don't want to just take a rear body lock, sit there and be like, all right, cool, cool. turn, mate. Because he's going to be like, no, dickhead, I'm not going to turn. Right. Uh, timing is key. Timing. Okay, okay go on. T- take away. You go. Uh, bup, 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 bup. Okay. Without joining a judo school, how would you start learning judo for BJJ? Uh, bup, bup. Okay, so number one, instructionals. Um, Shout out to Shatoshi Ishii. Jokes aside, Satoshi has a very good instructional. I've got an instructional. J-Flow as well. Um, oh, so yeah. Shout out J-Flow. I haven't thought about that in ages. J-Flow has a couple of good things. I think sometimes J-Flow gets a little bit too flowy, but I do think he's got quite a couple of good techniques. Shout out Jay Flynn. I don't think you need to go to a judo school to learn judo, is the reality. I really? Think, I, yeah, I think for jiu-jitsu, you're better off. Obviously, if the goal is to get better at judo for jiu-jitsu, then yes. It depends if it's with a gi or not a gi though. That's the difference. Right. So if you're, if you're doing gi, then go for it. Yeah. But if you're not, then you're not gonna get the grips. How much, so, okay. go, go. How much of judo 
nogi how much of judo is going to translate to nogi stand up see that's the thing so when i first transitioned pardon the pun um is it a pun did you actually transition sexually maybe yeah anyway. um i was a bit frustrated because i went from pretty much being pretty good at judo to being able to send most people to then taking that same mentality and that same rule set to jiu-jitsu and the issue is, is that if you turn in in judo and you turn in a thousand percent and you miss and you don't manage to throw the guy, you can turtle up for three seconds mm. and then stand back up. Now, you do the same thing in jiu-jitsu, which is what I used to do. Keep you just talking, I'm just gonna check the battery. So Keep going. You need, to, you need to kind of have an idea that you are learning correct technique, but it cannot be just replicated because the rules are different. You can't try and throw someone in jiu-jitsu a thousand percent and not care about the landing because in jiu-jitsu, all you care about is the landing. Yeah. In judo, you just care about sending <laughs> sending. Someone. So that's where the difference is. You don't want to get stuck into the judo world too much. So what do you do? You need to, I think, learn how to throw, but also stay on top. Foot sweeps. Foot sweeps are great. Hip throws are great. But if you hip throw, you need to make sure, in my opinion, you have the far side underhook. Or you can go down the body enough. So let's say I've, I've hip thrown you off an overhook. What I don't want to do is land and leave my overhook on the far side nice and high. Otherwise, you're going to start to climb up and take my back. Fion does some nice hip throws. Yeah. Fionn's got a good way of taking someone down and then just keeping pressure on top and staying on top. She's very strong for her weight yeah. class, yeah. She is strong as shit, yeah. She's strong as fuck. Okay, let me see what else we can get. Nice, we got heaps. Um, I've been diagnosed with a herniated L5 disc. What's your advice to speed up recovery? Uh, the biggest thing you could do, so as the avid podcaster says, no, I had L4, L5 disectomy um, of my spine. So if you have a bulging disc, you can still do a lot of stuff, if, even if you do have a herniated disc, but the main thing is to, to do things that don't aggravate it. If I were you, I would stay off things that uh, are going to compress the spine. So it's called axle loading. So if you're doing you know, squats, deadlifts, or like even just holding really heavy weights, even like heavy single leg work, that may aggravate your back because it's causing downward pressure on the spine. Um, which is going to aggravate the disc. So number one, I would avoid things that is going to further aggravate it. Jiu-jitsu, if you've got herniated disc, that may be aggravating. So take like two or three weeks off that, but don't stop training at all. You, you could still go to the gym three times a week, lift weights, but do more like chest-supported exercises, exercises where you're not putting a lot of compression on the spine. That being said, you may also be fine to do some exercises where you can tolerate a bit of you know spinal pressure one of my athletes uh shout out big has he um he i reckon he bulged uh, one of his discs in his back doing some just through like days and days of hard training in a row and he had like all the sciatic pain down his back but he could still we could still do some deadlifts but not any like heavy back squats or anything got him on the belt squat so i guess to to answer your question properly i would Make sure I do daily mobility to get the core working, the core fired up. You must get the spine moving through some good ranges, rotation range, uh, frontal like frontal range, uh, some good breathing exercises, and then you just need to avoid things for now. That's going to piss it off, but still definitely keep training. Any supplementation? Any saps? Waste of well. Shout out waste of well. Stem cells? Growth hormone. Growth hormone probably won't help that much, to be fair. Um, not for a disc. Maybe stem cells? Stems. <laughs> Again, even if you get stem cells, it's like 40, 40, 40, 60 chance it's going to work. Is Touch it that less. low? It's, yeah, it's low, man. You may get it, and the whole process of getting it, number one, is expensive. It's a fucking pain in the ass, and it may not even work. It's a good reason to tell the miss you're going to like Cancun. Yeah, I've got to go to Cancun. I've got to go to Cancun. It just to happens to be spring break. I've got um, to go to Cancun. But yeah, stem cells. I've got to get. Yeah, I've got they to, didn't work. I've got to do something. But something else is bulging. So keep tra so keep training exactly. To keep keep training, you know, like do upper body weights. If you go to the gym, you know, you can still get the leg extension. You've got the hamstring curl machine. You can still do some some machine stuff. No leg press though, because that's going to be compressive on the spine. Avoid things that are going to cause spinal compression for now, and then slowly build your way back into it. That's that should be a sufficient answer. Do you have the next one ready to go, or do you let's want me to go, go again? Let's go. Funniest training stories. Do you have any? Um, you must have some. You've trained at some random places. You've done Muay Thai. I've done Muay Thai. Uh, problem. I I don't I don't care enough. I just go in and train. I just. Well, you, I'm sure it. you've seen some mad shit happen. Um, what have I seen? Oh, I've already told the story about um, this guy came into RGA and he was asked. He got an introduction class and he just kicked off. Went crazy. Have I told you the story? Have no, you heard about? That's what I'm asking. I mean, um, 
Massive guy comes in. Where is he from? And does the introductory class. We're all lining up for, for the next class. And he just keeps hustling the instructor. And the instructor's like, I can't be able to just, just deal with this guy. So he gets the biggest instructor in the room. And he's, the guy's like, show, like, what do I do if this guy like runs at me? Like, and he's like, okay, but maybe you could do this. And he's like, I, I mean, I've got, to just, I've got to teach class now. He goes, no, 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 keep teaching me. Like, what do I do? And he's like, okay, run at me. And then the, he just <laughs> hip throws him, puts him into an armor. <laughs> and he goes, that's what I would do. And he goes, let's do it again. He's like, the, cl- the class is done. Like, you know, as respectful yeah, yeah, yeah. as possible, can you please leave? And the guy just goes, show me again, pushes him. And then oh. the instructor's like, mate, honestly, you have to go. Guy spits in his face. <laughs> the instructor. Imagine this is like mid-COVID. It's, no, it's mid-class. Like, we're all, like the whole class is lining up. The instructor throws a spinning back kick <laughs> to his stomach. <laughs> Out of everything, throws a spinning back. That just back- shows how useless Jits is. First move, spinning Spin back, back kick to the stomach. Was it like there was no setup, no jab? No setup. And then there's a, you know, there's a big like like fucking scramble rumbling he got punched in the face a couple times one of his tooth went teeth went flying across the room and he's going crazy this time spitting again at people then he's like they they like get him out of the of the room the whole class we're all just standing there just watching and he's outside the class like headbutting the glass going absolutely mental screaming and then i think the police come and they take him away oh, that was crazy so that was a funny story oh my god that's bad you? yeah that's bad uh i've got so many and they're all from the same place give us one of the best i was teaching maybe like a year and a half ago maybe a year ago in a building yeah and uh at the said place and uh some guy comes in and he's basically like first timer, blah, blah, blah. And I pair him up with this girl who's like, I think just got her blue belt. Oh, you're teaching your class, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's completely new, kind of like, I think Algerian or something, kind of confident, whatever. Right. And I pair him up with this girl just for like a little bit of a humbling experience. He's gonna be aggressive, man. But she's also quite tough. Like right. she's tough. She's not like gonna just roll over, whatever. And she's also like pretty athletic. Anyway, so they start sparring. This is gonna be a nine, man. And, um, he must be like 22, 23 anyway. He like, he basically gets tapped five times in like the first three minutes. Yeah. Armbarred, choked, the lot. Fair play. And then he comes up to me, he's like, yo, who's this bitch you put me with and why is she wrecking me? Anyway, start, like the girl overhears him and she's like, um, okay, like <laughs> a bit offended. Anyway, they go back to train together. And um, <laughs> okay. I, I, I just said like, cool round two, like this is quite entertaining, like keep going. And- um, Good coaching, man, anyway. I mean, to be fair, you know, master plan worked. She didn't get hurt. She just assaulted him and, you know, she realized how good she'd gotten. Anyway, so she goes back, blah, blah, blah. And the guy like uh, basically double legs her right off the bat. They go to touch hands and he just double legs her straight, like fake glove touch, straight double leg. Amazing. And um, he just, he starts chatting to her. He's like, you should tap now, bitch. You should tap now, yeah? And uh, she just arm bars me. Like just scream tapping. This is amazing. Anyway. End of the session, this has gone on, I've let them do like five rounds. He calls his mum. His mum now comes and basically comes there, picks him up, he's crying, and he's like, yo, this bitch made me cry. He's his, crying? Yeah, yeah. His 23 mu- year old fella? Yeah, yeah, and his mum's like taking him off. Unbelievable. I think the other one that comes to mind was during COVID at said place. Um, we basically had like an elite athletes program. So a couple of us were legally allowed to train during COVID. Yes. And, um, Obviously, when we kind of realized that COVID was a bit of a, a bit of a sham, right? And like, you know, we were healthy. Just flaff over the um, details, yeah, yeah. Whatever. For that, yeah. A couple of other people Otherwise started coming, like two or three people started up. coming in, yeah. right? And uh, someone brought their friend in who was a pretty athletic, six foot three you know, guy. Anyway, he herniated, I think he like must have ruptured two or three discs oh, on the back. This guy like, straight off the bat. Yeah, it's like, yeah. but it was- But he, what happened? Tell us what he, happened. He shot a cold double leg, I think, injured his back badly. And we were, and he was screaming. Was Didn't he just sit down or something? No, no, no he was screaming in pain. He shot a double no, leg. No, but he sat, was it a double leg or is, okay, yeah. He shot a double leg. The guy sprawled and he just damaged his back badly. Yeah, popped But we're disc. like, shit, this guy can't be here. We can't call the ambulance. 
And we're like, fuck, like, what do we do now? So we take him to the back room to like assess him. And obviously we've got no doctor there. So it's like all of us trying to assess him. Like, you are a surgeon though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, fuck, like this is kind of bad. He needs surgery But we now. can't call the ambulance there. So we're like, all right, shit. Like, you know, we've got to take you out of the back. Like bite down on this. So we basically like stuff something in his mouth and, and he's biting an on apple. Well, we can only find it was an something apple. Like, it wasn't a tennis ball. I think it was a mouth guard. I think we take the mouth say, guard. A tennis, a tennis ball is there. That's a big fit, man. <laughs> no, you need so the we, tennis ball. We put a mouth Get the guard. fucking tennis ball in your we mouth. We put a mouth guard in him, taped it or something. And then we had to- tape, Why'd you tape his mouth? <laughs> Get so the tape more. is unnecessary. The mouth, this be like, no, no. bro, just bite down on this. No, 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 <laughs> tape his mouth. Tape his fucking mouth shut. We take him out of the back. But because it, he's in so much pain that he looks like he's going to pass out, we, had to, so we thought it'd be better to strap him to a chair. So, so you've taped him to a chair and you've taped his mouth <laughs> with a mouth guard and talk, okay. And we're taking him up the back exit. And there's like four dudes, right? And I I look the friendliest, which says a lot, right? Everyone else is like you look, patted up. You, you like, look pretty blah, blah, friendly, blah. yeah. So we, get out the, we go out the back exit and this random guy, because it's a car park, has like, is parked his car and he makes eye contact at four dudes with a guy duct taped to a chair or something, or like he's just sat on a chair and he just looks down. Like he thinks he's just seeing <laughs> like an execution. No worries, fellas, it's all good. <laughs> he looks yeah, at him, like I, he just goes- Keep me out of this, fellas. Like just human instinct kicked I want, in. He I don't was want like, I don't involved. care about reporting this. <laughs> I'm just gonna let him die as long as I live. I'm not involved in this. So then we position him in the car and we're like, listen, you just got to tell people, like, you know, you bent over to get your phone and you just got injured. So, uh, and, that's yeah. and then he got driven away and that was it. Wow. So if you hurt your back, it's back to the back question, get a mouth guard in your mouth and tape it up. That's the key. That's the key here. All right, here we go. Best carb to consume post-training. Any carb will do. Actually, no, that is not the answer. Uh, best carb to best carb to consume post-training. Um, you could have. It depends what time of day it is, and depends if you have training later. I would say uh, a quick carb is always nice. If you can have a little soft drink with a meal, that is good. But that's really the meal time is where we want to consume our more uh, longer longer lasting carbohydrates. Your lower GI carbs, complex carbs as they're known. So your more whole grain options. You know, sweet potatoes, brown rices. Or doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a whole grain option, but we like the whole grain as it's gonna you know steady the rate of blood blood glucose. Which is, which what do is you good. think of the carnivore diet? I think it's a terrible thing to do. Really? Why? Yeah. You know, Joe Rogan swears by it. He doesn't. He doesn't swear by it. He said he says it makes him feel good, but for he tra- says it gives him mental clarity. He says that, yeah. But I mean, it may work for some people, but I think like I I, I think any diet where it's really extreme and excessive. Look, you're gonna you're, you're gonna have outliers where things yeah. work really well for people. Like whether it's a vegan diet, some people feel good on vegan diets, some people feel good on vegetarian diets, which is all fine. There's no like oh that's really bad, but it's like it, I don't think most people should be doing that. Look, if you really want to do something, like I said to people, just try it. Try it. Do it for a week. Do it for two, do it for a month. See if it works for you. It may be you may be like this is groundbreaking for me. Or maybe like, this is really bad for me. Yeah, I felt, the, ke- I felt keto, funnily enough, helped me lose weight when I was trying to get 77 last time. I mean, yeah. I okay. felt crap the first week and then I kind of adjusted. To What's going to help you lose weight is just being disciplined with your calories. So it's, it's just the way that you would cut your calories down. That's the, that's the main thing. Uh, I'll, I'll hit this one next one quick because it's basically the same question. How would you feel for a 6 a.m. class? I would make sure I have 30 to 90 grams of carbohydrates. This is where you, before training, we want to have our quick acting carbohydrates. So this is our more sugary, you know, like fruits, a soft drink. You could even have like, you can even have oats to be fair if you want with some like like some honey on it or some fruit in there. But you want your quick carbohydrates 30, 60 minutes before training. Go. Worst experience with a client and why? For me, we'll, do, we'll both do it. Worst experience, you must have one. I've got a whole bunch. Got like um, well, it depends what worst experience. To be honest, the worst experience for me with clients is just people who just they're like they keep saying they're doing the right thing and then they're just not doing the right thing. That's that's annoying for me. I'm not going to get into some crazy story. I don't even have that many crazy stories to be to be fair. I did have one guy online, and this is actually pretty pretty oh. funny. Um, and he went on a Reddit forum recently. It was perfect. He went crazy and he accused me of being a pedophile and a nonce. And we only had an online interaction with I each, wonder why he'd say that. With each other. And he's like, you're like, he, he just went fucking crazy. You know the Epstein files are out, by the way. Huh? You know the Epstein files are I out. I actually got a question about that. But anyway, this guy, just, he just lost that at me because 
uh, he, so two he, people he, think he, he would keep this is the same person <laughs> he would keep sending me he'd keep sending me videos of his exercises and I'd keep updating and be like, mate, we just need to correct this, correct that. Please be mindful. And he'd just keep that week to week doing the exact same fucking thing. I'd be like, dude, please watch the videos. Like, mate, just watch it. And like, I'll even get on the FaceTime with you when you're in the gym. Like, we need to correct this. And he'd just keep doing the same thing, same thing over again. And then, anyway, recently he was on the Reddit. I knew it was him because the, the, the pedophile <laughs> thing. He was on a Reddit forum. He's like, something big spiel about Roger Gracie. He goes, Charles Allen Price, you know, the worst coach ever. He shared all my information uh, with all these, other, all these other people, which is false. And then he was like, it's something about non-seeing or pedophilia. The thing is, you can't really deny it. That's the thing. I don't care. I, no, I just, but if you start denying you're a pedophile, it makes you look worse. You can't be like, no, I'm not a pedophile, obviously. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, like, why am I taking this I would say right now, I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> live and, on air. Live on air. And then I already have the microphone on. And then he, um, one of my clients saw it. He sent it to me and he goes, actually, I've had a great experience with Charles Allen Price. And he just kicked off at him. He goes, I'll get you, I'll get you in touch with my lawyers. I, like, who the fuck do you think you are? Why do I care? I was like, That's this is, mad. this is perfect. You've just gone crazy on a Reddit reel and you've just exposed yourself as an absolute madman on this huge, like- Can we get a link to this? I want to see this. I'll actually, I'll put, I will, I'll put a link on it this at the bottom. Mental. You go, let's go, kick it off. Okay. Uh, I Make it quick. Honest, I don't train that many people because you have I one. spend most of my time training. Yep. Um, but a friend of mine uh, asked me to train him a while ago. But this guy took it to a new extreme. So his goal was that every day he should wake up lighter. And his biggest fear was waking up heavier, not counting. Get that mic in, fam. Not counting for liquids. So, oh God, you get this guy up every every possible <laughs> I mean, chance. It's the worst experience okay, ever. Go, 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 I mean, dumb. he's literally doing, he's on the treadmill at Equinox in High Street Ken with 10 layers on, right? And every 10 minutes, he's taking off one layer. So it's an 100 minute walk, but then the gradient goes up one every 10 minutes and one layer comes off. This is a disaster. Right? And then like there's a refueling session, but the worst bit is that he would piss into a bottle and then the- You love it, honestly, you told this in the last, continue, continue, <laughs> last continue one. there. All right, let me think of a, another one. No, continue this story. Okay. <laughs> this is so the yeah, last whatever story. Whatever would yeah. go in must come out. Yeah. So he wouldn't drink more water until that one bottle had been filled up. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. That, so he was your client? Uh, he was a friend of mine. And you uh, trained him for a bit. Yeah, that was the client experience. Otherwise that had nothing to do with it and you just wanted to tell that story. I asked it, so I thought I'd answer it. But right. I was just curious to see what you'd say. Here we <laughs> what you would say. Are you focused on eating your macros when you're sick? Does your diet change at all? So I think when you're sick, the biggest detail you can focus on and what is actually really important is your hydration. Make sure you stay really hydrated because you're going to have, you'll lose quite a bit of fluid. I don't, not, I don't know exactly how, but you, you'll just naturally lose more fluid. So make sure you're on top of your hydration. I would just focus on doing a, you don't want to be forcing food down if you're sick, but I'd be focusing on trying to maintain relatively high protein. Protein is going to help your body heal faster. Um, make sure you're taking vitamin D3 supplements, take your fish oil, take your zinc supplements, uh, growth hormone. Yeah. Um, I, I, would, I would just let your macros go out the window. Just try and eat well, lots of healthy foods, lots of nutrient-dense foods, and keep your protein high. That's going to be the sensible thing to do. All right, go on. All right. Yeah. I'm slightly shorter in stature. What moves would you recommend for me? That's you, Chief. So. Shout out PJ Morcom. <laughs> what, Tyrion Lannister? Um, have you seen Game of Thrones? No. I've actually never seen it. You need to watch it. You need to watch that and War Dogs. War Dogs is brilliant as well. Okay. Um, so. Different strokes, different folks. Keep going. If you are super tall, you will find it harder to hit hip throws and haragoshis. The reason why is you need to have your waistline, your belt line lower than your partners to start to elevate them. So if you are a short king, you have the benefit of having your hips under, which means you have to do less work. So I'd recommend that. For someone slightly taller, you might find it harder to get under someone. However, you will have a better time staying at range and picking them apart with foot sweeps. Mm. So look at your body, look at yourself, figure out, you know, what you should have as a game based off that. If you're super tall, you're not going to be able to get under someone that easily, i.e. a fireman's or a drop COE. You're going to have to drop so much further than your average individual. That's a good point. So 
For someone shorter, drop under them. You're under them anyway, so look to get your hip line under and then elevate off balance. But if you're taller, stay long, make use of what you have and pick them apart with foot sweeps because you Give have to be it. less off balance to foot sweep them and get counted back. You're putting yourself in less risk for the same reward. Center of gravity is lower, ain't it? Yeah, you're, that's what you're literally looking to do. Mm. You're looking to basically have them have as little contact with the floor as possible before you've compromised your own balance, which is why you're looking to pull up, drop your body and bring them forward. So if you can get all their weight basically suspended on the front of all their toes before you even turned in, they're gone. You, it's, it's basically a game. Yeah, it's a game of who's compromising most balance. You don't want to turn in on someone that's just flat footed. He's going to pick you up and send you. Yeah. What you want to try and do is do all the work before, have him leaning forward all the weight and then turn in. The closer he is to doing a forward roll, basically, the easier it's to throw him. It's mm. basically an involuntary forward roll. So the more leaning, the more turn, the shoulders are, the easier for you. Fair play. Um, how to build muscles with regular boxing training, mate. Just same way you do it for jiu-jitsu training. You just need to get into the gym and train two to three times per week. Uh, how to track your workload in jiu-jitsu, opinion on wearables. You can get the wearables, the whoop straps, the arm, the armband thing, or do the, they stay on though? Uh, Arturus wears the the uh, the armband one. I've seen some people wear the wrist one. Yeah, I'm like, ridiculous. that's stupid. That's ridiculous. There's one you can get in your boxes that stays tight to yeah, it hugs your nuts or maybe your gooch. That can't be good for you. It's probably not that bad. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't wear wearables. I don't. I don't. I just don't care enough. I don't care about the the data or any of that shit. I just would. To track the workload, you're just going to... Same, same as you would in the weights room. Track your RPE. Okay, how hard am I working right now? You know what I mean? You yeah. just need to be uh, like... Build... The the more that you train, the better understanding you're going to have of how hard you're working. You're going to like... Just rate it on the scale 1 to 10. Hard to do in the moment, but like, let's say you go to JITS and okay, the goal of this session is to train at like 7 or 8 RPE, not go 10. If you, find, if you catch yourself working at 10, be like, mate, I just need to cool this down. And then you'd cool it down. You ever trained anything less than RP ten? No. Can you admit that you do this for fitness and it's like minimum one eighty BPM every session? Well, I'm actually changing my schedule this year, so I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep doing it three days a week. I'm going to do two privates with Owen, and I'm going to get a wrestling private in as well. So that'll actually be six. When am I teaching you private? I'm not doing a private with you. I'm Why? doing a private with Sharp. Well, he hasn't got back to me, so I'll shout him out once once we actually get started. But I want to. Yeah, I want to. The thing is, I can't. If you have, if you do have a back injury, like you've had surgery, uh, or, or you have an ongoing chronic fatigue in your back, and you're a little bit older, like plus thirty or even plus thirty-five, be mindful. It's like if you do jujitsu on mo like consecutive days, like have a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Plan. Uh, plan. plan. No, just be like have a reflect. Okay, how does my back feel after this? If I do consecutive days of jujitsu, my back just fucking feels beat up and tight i can get away with it for a little bit but if i'm like i want to train five days in a row which i would love to it never works out i always just go it always just goes ping and i get fucked so uh, yeah uh, fireman carry counters things that actually work fireman carries the one he drop and get the throw them over the shoulder is that fine that's a drop COA. fireman's where you uh would pull let's say the uh elbow the tricep over your head and you take almost like a high crotch Right, so yeah, you, you go and drop completely underneath them. And like lift yeah, them that way. yeah. Go on. Uh, but the new kind of variation is that then they're stepping through. They're sitting through the firemans, so they take the initial load and then throw you that way. Okay. Sad live, that was a really good one. Um, Shouts to the live. Fireman carry counters. Actually, a really good counter I saw recently was Kenta's in the ADCC trials final. What's his name? Kenta Iwamoto. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh sure identical to Joseph Chen got it. Um, basically the whole point is you you want to get your weight off them now the issue with that is that now everyone's doing this sit through the one that Kent accounted he basically half cartwheeled it and took his legs off the far side of the arm and brought them to the same side as his body as his head is okay right so in my opinion, the best, you can do two options. You can either choose to drape over your partner, which is to kind of accept you're going to get loaded and almost look to overturn and get your body to the same side as your head. Get Sorry, get your legs the same side as your head. Okay. 
right? And the other option is you can try and sprawl it. But the issue is if you try and sprawl it, I think now people are good enough that they can sit through and go for this like sit through fireman's where they take the initial load and, they, and then they collapse the front knee. Oh. Do you get what I'm saying? And now what, and which position will you end up in? Will you end you'll up end, falling You'll over? end up in, uh, on the, you'll end, if this gets hap- if this happens to you, you'll end up in, in on the bottom uh, in a side control. Yeah. Their, head will be, their head and their body will be on the same side. Yeah. And they'll often look to uh, go cross body by it'll, hopping over. It'll be easy for the listeners because then you can just keep going back and forth on that audio if they're not getting that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play. Shout out, Jeff. Okay, who is Jeff Epstein's flight logs? <laughs> By the way, have you seen some of them? No. What so, is it? What what what's the whole so, thing? What's the whole okay, thing about? So basically, Jeffrey Epstein um, was killed slash killed himself. We don't know. Yeah. Let's not get defunded. But yeah. whatever. He's Gonzo, right? Yeah. Now he had with him a list. He, he was getting the okay. Okay, uh, and he kept a list. It was his little black book. It was basically his leverage against the government. And he was recording people that went there, okay, onto the island that him and Ghislaine were running. He's fucked up, man. He knew one day it was going to go down. Yeah, but so did uh, so did John McAfee. Right. So John McAfee was the founder of McAfee Security. Right. And he basically tweeted right before he went into this prison in Spain. They're like, listen, I'm perfectly sane. They're going to say I've killed myself. I haven't killed myself. Guess what? He got found to have been hanged, right? Anyway, long story short, back to Epstein. Um, the get judge it, basically ruled- yeah. The judge ruled that they were going to release uh, a set of names um, from the little black book that he had. And they came out with uh, a couple of stories. This, this is recently? People. This was yesterday night. Okay. What's, what's mad is the website crashed because I was actually trying to read the list. You're the such a geek. Crashed. You love this stuff, man. I'm into it. Anyway, yeah. so you had the, uh, so basically they talked about Stephen Hawking. Uh, <laughs> 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 Everyone can have sex. He loves right? pussy, man. Yeah. No, but he was basically they, so they mentioned Stephen Hawking, but um, in a capacity. <laughs> That's retarded. But anyway, go on. That's a bit rude. He's not retarded. He's smart as fuck. Um, he's disabled, but he he's not retarded. Retarded. Anyway, anyway continue. So uh, he was on it, um, but in a different capacity. I think he made a couple of weird requests, like he wanted to watch people run around and shit. Okay. Uh, Michael Jackson was on it as I think uh, having been there. Right. Bill Clinton got outed badly. Um, he would have loved them. Ironically, Trump uh, was mentioned, but in a good way. He said that the the kind of what came out yesterday said that he actually didn't go there, which is interesting. Wow. Um, but it's Billy Gates. Bill, I think. Uh, <laughs> no way, Billy Gates got on there. No, he was involved somehow. Um, who else was it? There was another, there was a couple of, uh, there was one guy who was a modeling scout, a very famous modeling scout who died last year in 2022, who was on it. Why did you say that? No one cares about that fella. Um, anyway, let's go. Next question. Would you? <laughs> someone, Prince Andrew was on it. Obviously. We know, we obviously know that. Would you recommend two grams of protein per kg of body weight per day for BJJ? Yes, 100% I would. Should you be con- uh, continuing my strength and conditioning the week? leading up to competitions uh no what i would say is do your hardest session to you're looking up what i'd say is do your hardest weights training session two weeks before um your competition and then the week of competition that's a great chance to rest recover do some light jiu-jitsu get ready for the match and allow those strength adaptations you've been doing the weeks before to you know you're not going to make any gains of that week but recovering that week you should make positive adaptations to all that week of training that you've done not to say that you're going to make massive gains but it's a good chance for you to recover to feel fresh for your training for your competition that week um next question how to get leaner while keeping the same schedule two weights three times bjj if you want to get leaner mate it's just your calories you got to be in a calorie deficit 500 calorie deficit below your maintenance calories is what I'd recommend. Do that for eight to 12 weeks and you should start. You could lose anywhere between three to six kilos within that period of time. Probably 12 weeks. 12 weeks, probably less. Three to four, three to four-ish kgs. 12 weeks. You could use, for sure, you could lose way more. But what is it? 3,500 calories a pound. A 
of fat, I think. So I the pound of fat, finish. it's like seven. It's like seven thousand seven. It's like seven thousand five hundred calories kilo. in a kilo, yeah. and then the, half that by two point two. Yeah. So three thousand yeah. yeah. So basically, you just need to accumulate a, a certain amount of calorie deficit, a certain amount of a deficit during the week to accumulate that fat loss. So if you're in a 500 calorie deficit below your maintenance calories each week, you should lose anywhere between 0.3 to 0.6 grams, uh, sorry, 0.3 to 0.600 grams uh, per week. It may be more, it may be less, it depends because you may drop out a certain amount of calories. It's very, but this is a fat. And then if you keep doing that for a period of eight to 12 weeks, you could lose anywhere between three to five plus kgs, perhaps more if you've, if you've drastically changed your carbohydrate intake. Remember, but that's of fat. So that's how you get leaner. Uh, any baseline metrics for range of motion, strength, and flexibility for civilians and athletes? Uh, if you can touch your toes, that's good. If you can get into an inverting position in jiu-jitsu, basically, I think I think a lot of inverting. Owen says it's a lot of ab strength, which is massively true. But I think it's this, it's this, again skill acquisition, doing it properly, learning how to do it properly. But it is it is a lot of ab strength. And hamstring flexibility and thoracic spine mobility. Yeah. So you, you want to have a strong core. Gar hammer raises, shout gar hammer raises, side plank bends. Make sure your spine can bend. Um, I would say being able to touch your toes from a standing position is useful. I don't have any, what would you say a benchmark would be? A, a, something you should be able to do to jiu-jitsu. I've seen fucking stiff people who can you wrestle. You should be able to touch your toes. I feel that should, that would help you. I think being able to, I think another important one is actually being able to balance on one leg. Yeah, yeah. I think actually having single leg balance is required. Like you see so many people that like- They can't even stand on one leg. Yeah. yeah, like you'll get there, it's just so clumsy. Like you'll see someone just pick up a single leg and they just collapse. Like you watch wrestlers. Like I think this is the difference between how people train in jiu-jitsu and how people train in judo and Wrestling. Wrestling's a different animal though because most wrestlers- So is judo. But, sh- sure, but, so is judo, uh, but the reason why is because people start that sport from when they're very young. I think the, dif- the difference for jiu-jitsu, and obviously there's, there, are, there are a lot of people who start jiu-jitsu when they're younger, for sure, but a lot of people who you see and would train with most commonly have started jiu-jitsu at a later age. I think, it's, I think it's, there's a slight difference culturally as well. Like you go into like, let's say your random jiu-jitsu gym. Yeah. Like the, instructor, it's so, the instructor's it's, high, like <laughs> but you know, he just had a bowl yeah, of acai. Like it's mm. it's a very laid back culture. It's Whereas so you go subjective. into like judo, there's like there's a clear hierarchy of like this person's taking the the session. You start off, you do a set of uchikomi of a hundred, then you're running up and down the mat doing agikomi each side. Same as wrestling, you know, you start off, you do your drills, you do your basic gymnastics, you do your handsprings, your back springs, your forward rolls, your this and that. That's like half an hour. But so in the process of doing that, if you can't keep up with that, you just you're, you're forced to yeah. do the gymnastics. Yeah, and there's and you yeah. you build up a certain level of I, I would say coordination, body physical demand. Like most people's. Jiu-jitsu session is not as hard as a judo warm-up or wrestling warm-up. Truly, no, having I agree, experienced I agree both, to that. Yeah. right? You like it, it's a it's a it's a very. I think that they're, they're, they've taken very differently. I think the difference with jiu-jitsu is people have a very laid-back culture. Oh, let's go do some surfing, smoke a spliff, blah, blah blah. It's like, dude, the fuck are you doing? Like, that's a fair analysis. I think, like, yeah, the. It's true. If you go to a wrestling club, your the warm up is going to be fucking brutal. It's going to last for half an hour. Yeah. You get, you've got to do the gymnastics, or if, if judo, I haven't been to a judo club, but like you said, you've got yeah. you've got to do the drills. You've got to do some element of like hard shit. Do you do gymnastics for judo? I'm not really because yeah. you're in a gi. You do. Yeah, yeah. Because we had like we would, for example, I could like um, front flip off a throw or had to cartwheel off a throw. So you do you do flips in the warm up? Yeah, you could you really. Would, yeah, yeah. You it's you'd be surprised if you if you want to see. How ridiculous judo can look. Go look at a guy called Zantaraya. He was uh, from. He was initially, I think, Georgian, but he was competed for Ukraine. Okay. Right. This guy, match it. Like you'd see him get thrown, he just head spins straight on his head and just flips yeah. straight out of it. Freak you, neck like, strength. Fr- freak neck strength, but just like a cat. Yeah. Look at the cat. Same for the wrestlers. Look yeah, at the sort of live man. Sad live, all of them. But you could pick his leg up. Frank Camizo, yeah. Italian guy, ridiculous. Mm. Like. But they have a certain level of like, not just mental strength, but their dexterity. bodies are different. Yeah, dexterity. But, it's, but it all comes down to how you train. It's just years and years of that training. Like you said, if you no, got- you, you can still like, let's say for example, obviously you were taking people at the top of the food chain. Let's say, i.e. the Rotolas who have done it since they were young. Yeah, right? different story, but they've had good, good level training. Yeah. 
but there's still there's still a level of chill about it. Whereas you go to like somewhere like let's say a Dagestani wrestling camp, and it's just like it's a, it's a different training atmosphere. Yeah, the mate, sports are different. Yeah, they're completely different because you're like again warm ups. You you're doing so much good work. You, the plyos that you're doing, yeah. like well, the warm up, the the bridging, the fucking hand bridge. Like there'll be exercises where you have to like go into a thrust. You have to go into yeah. a full full backward bridge and walk up and back on your hands, mm. and then get into head springs. Learning how to do, like to be able to do those moves, your understanding of and your ability to move your body through space is out of control. Yeah, that's how people get really strong and feel really strong in techniques. It's it's the fluidity, and how you express strength is by having really good coordination of not only the skill but of your body's ability to move i think it's also understanding where your end range actually is yeah like for example you look at you look at two guys that can let's say both throw properly you'll see them both turn in for these like mad throws and someone's gonna go but they're all their bodies are both like corkscrewed Mm. right whereas i think there's certain things that you need to have like an understanding of what your body's limitations actually are which Mm. you wouldn't know just by going to the gym. You'd realize it by doing judo, doing wrestling. Yes. Figuring out irregular power patterns. It's a a common mistake people make. Like, oh, if I go to the gym, like how do I get really, it's like the the gym isn't gonna make you really good at the sport. All the gym work is gonna do is gonna, you'll get stronger for sure, which is useful for for jujitsu because you can, for most people, it just means you can practice moves for a bit longer and you can recover faster between bouts of work. But like, Let's say if you're in a big scramble, how do I improve my scramble fitness? Get more scrambles, get better at yeah. scrambling. I actually know what you're hunting for. Yeah, exactly. Know, know what you're trying to do. The other thing, yeah, I think is also just being comfortable in it. Like I remember I first, so I tried to do MMA when I was a bit younger. And I remember like- Shout, what year? Uh, this was like, I'll give you a fist bump. This was- um, So ta- me and Taylor, we'll come back to you in a second. Me and Taylor were chatting about it. I got into MMA in 2011 and it goes, everyone, 2010, 2011 was just having MMA fights. Everyone who had that tap out t-shirt and there was the other one, yeah. Silver Star, Anderson Silver Star. Silver Star, yeah, yeah. But I, I think I went to shoot when I was like- I had five then. fights from 2011, 2012. What was your record? Five and oh. No way. Yeah. Why'd you quit? I didn't want to get you punched in the face. It's all life. amateur. This is all amateur, not professional. Why all amateur tournaments. Because I didn't want to get punched in the face. Then I had a Muay Thai fight and I got fucked up man first round TKO they, gave, they, they definitely gave you someone that didn't look imposing and you're like no no this guy's like just a, you know I didn't even local. see what he looked like his name was Shireen and he's a Lebanese guy and mate two oh, fights God. after he fought me he sent someone blind he head kicked them so hard the guy went blind <laughs> so I'm like, bro I'm not even joking the guy went blind he fucking broke his orbital and that couldn't be me fuck no, but I, I, I went out there, guns blazing. I had not done an, like preparation well. I was mixing some clubs. I was tra- tra- like training at one club, training at another club, and I should have just like continued training at what one club. What was your reason for doing these fights? Just like I girls. just loved it. I was just like, I fucking love training. Fuck yeah, I'll jump in a fight. I was like 20 years old, and you go, ah, oh, fuck it. Who cares? Whatever, I'll do it. And I, it was really fun. And then obviously get to the fight, and it's like, yeah, it's amateur fight. We'll wear shin guards, head gear, headgear. You'll be fine. Get to the fight. He goes, yeah, we no shin guards, no elbow pads, uh, headgear, rugby scrum cap. Literally. I was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, I'm already this far, so I'm, I'm not going to fucking decline. Went out guns blazing, just like, fuck, like, going for it. And I caught a kick, fucking big takedown. That was nice. And then uh, he kicked me really fucking hard. I blocked it with my arm, and I just went... I, just like put my head down, swinging. He got me a fucking huge uppercut. Head came up, then for a hook, and then fucking. I think he kneed me in the face or got me again with another uppercut. And my nose was like busted up. At least and the refs like it. that's always good. The refs. I wasn't knocked out, but the refs like this is over. <laughs> this is done. That is brutal. Yeah, Did you savage. get any stoppages in the first five you had the amateur ones? Yeah, I had uh, armbar from mount. Can you believe? <laughs> you can't even do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> can't even do that now what uh, do you mean armbar from mount uh, he came out fucking guns blazing out, shot a double leg got on top uh, got on mount armbarred him oh, uh, decision and one fight I just kept head kicking the guy was a kickboxing uh, fight and he just turned into the May fight yeah <laughs> he thought you were just doing K1 I kept me I felt sorry for this guy I just kept fucking left head kicking him and the refs are like this is enough. But we had shin pads, all the fucking padding and shit. Yeah, but there's only so much that can save you. He was just kept getting fucking bang, bang, brand of like, this. That's enough. That is terrible. That's enough. No, but my point was this: is anyway, that like when you're when you're in a state of like not being 
it's not natural to you, i.e. scrambles, you know, let's say or whatever. You don't get like a regular breathing pattern. And I remember like I'd done judo and I was and I was pretty chill. Like I knew how to cruise through a round if I wanted to, blah, blah, blah. And you can you can always pay, you can always manage your pace, you can manage your breathing, et cetera, et cetera. But the second you're out of your comfort zone, that goes out the fucking window. Like I remember trying to do MMA Fair. and you buy every fake the guy sends you. So it's like you're sitting here and I'm like, I'm stiff as a fucking board. And I'm with this guy stiff who's as a board. barely 60 kilos, but he was like the British MMA ch- cage warriors champ back then or something. And he was just- How fake. did you have a fight with this like guy? I was training, I was training. Oh, okay. But like I, in this place, it was like, okay, let's just see where you're at kind of thing. Oh, okay. And he was just faking up, down, up, down. And I was gassed in two minutes. Cause I was like, ah, ah. Yeah, mental um, energy too, man. The, men- just every, like, the, the mental fatigue plays example, a huge part. Let's say I go and like wrestle someone and they like just fake a single. I'm not even going to react unless it's a good single, right? Whereas if you're unfamiliar, the guy was like throwing a jab, like yeah, not mean, even man. throwing it. And I was like, shit, yeah. <laughs> like this. And I was like, shit, double, like shit, shit. Yeah. Two minutes, I couldn't even breathe. And the guy just lands one body shot and I'm like, oh. Like, it's game over. That's oh. fair. That's, that's a good analogy, actually. You gotta be like, you've got to practice more scrambles. If you want to get better at scrambles, you got to be yeah, more scrambles. Yeah, you'll see more, but also you're more composed and you have what I call a regular breathing pattern. Know what you're looking for. I think that's the key. Because you can do all the cardio, but the, all the cardio is going to do is like, you'll get into a scramble, you get really tired and you'll just recover faster after the scramble. That's yeah, but it. also it depends. Like some people learn differently. Like I've taught different people who- We, we have to wrap this up soon. Just, my fear is that camera is going to go off because it was 55% charge. All right, Before we put it on, should I wrap it up? Huh? Should I wrap it? Should I say this? Or should I wrap it up? Say it. Yeah, say what you I was going to say that some people, for example, in a scramble, will learn differently because some people will look for a specific combination of like, okay, I'm going to drag this and do this and do that, and they might get it perfectly, but someone else will not understand that. And if you just say to them, "Cool, just make sure your hips are higher. If your hips are higher, you win." They'll find a way to get their hips higher, yeah. and they'll win that scramble. So some people you can coach by just giving uh, them the exact movement pattern, and some people you can get, you can actually coach by just giving them the theory of whoever has their hips higher wins, and they'll they'll find a way themselves to get their hips higher. I think that's why the ecological approach is being very popularized. Yeah, but then you also skip out like actual fundamental moves. movements. I think it's I think it's an okay way to basically cover a lot of ground super quickly, mm. and then revisit. Fair play. Let's finish up there before that camera dies. I think I've had a great time on this podcast. As always. You? As always. Guys, thanks for listening. Guys, oh fuck, we forgot to say at the start. Remember, guys, like, like subscribe, subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, do all that. Spotify, top right hand corner, three dots, rate five star YouTube. You need to fucking subscribe. I beg you. And make you. sure you like the, vid- like the I video. I beg you. I beg you Christian, by my instruction. I Christian, got burgled. I got burgled <laughs> Christian, on New Year's Eve. Christian Osbeck has uh, an instructional with Satoshi Ishii. So make sure you go to, to Satoshi Ishii's instructional page. I got uh, burgled. Please no buy my instructional. No one cares. I beg you. Uh, my strength and conditioning programs. No you one can cares. Check it out. Everything's in the bio. Thanks, guys. Great to see you.